0: To understand the kingdom of God, we first need to understand what is an earthly kingdom and how does it operate? When was the first model of a kingdom really established? Please follow along with an open Bible, heart and mind, as we rediscover the words of the scripture through the context of the time it was written. Greetings to the kingdom citizen, I'm your host Glenn Cruz, and as an ambassador of the kingdom of God, I'm so honored and excited to be with you again, as it is the will of the king, both politically and biblically, because we represent a government that is the kingdom of God. Welcome citizens. My voice sounds a little raspy today It's because uh i'm a little under the weather so the word though continues to remain the same and the word must go forth and uh so do i so uh, just kind of bear with me today but i i feel i feel better than i sound but not really <laughs> But let's get into the word today. I hope you guys had an opportunity to check out some of the previous podcasts, you know, especially uh the kingdom concept. Understanding the kingdom concept is is going to be vastly important as this is the part or the foundation of of this podcast is understanding kingdom. I I can't and I can't stress the importance of this enough. We have to be able to understand kingdom. And understanding history allows us to look through a window to gain knowledge and apply it so that wisdom can manifest itself in our lives. So those of us who were born in the Western world and raised in a a place where we know democracy, therefore, you know, understanding of things through a democracy lens is based on the information we have stored, we've lived and we've experienced and this is how things make sense to us. Right? So when you start thinking about understanding the Bible and when it's 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 being, you know, taught when you've you've heard it through the pulpits and you've heard it from other pastors and teachers and you know in conversations sometimes the word kingdom is is lost in translation. We we don't we don't even discuss kingdom. You know, we discuss everything else but that. But we'll 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 continue to deepen and further along this conversation. You know, let's just do a little short summary of what we discussed last week. What's the definition of a kingdom? Also, what constitutes a kingdom? we gave a definition of dominion, domain, and Lord. Kingdom, dominion, domain, and Lord. Very important to just have these terms sink into your heart. These are not made up terms. These are terms that anyone can go onto the internet, research, you know, You don't have to have degrees to to research you just have to have the willingness and and the the mindset to want to know and if you want to know God will reveal what's behind the scriptures it's it's very surface we left off last week was um, we talked about what constitutes a kingdom and there was a list of ten items that constitute a kingdom. Those are a king and a lord. Number two, a territory. Number three, a constitution. Number four, a citizenry. Number five, the law. Number six, privileges. Number seven, a code of ethics. Number eight, an army. Number nine, a commonwealth. And number 10, A social culture. Now, I believe we ended up uh, discussing was the law was the last one we ended up discussing last. So I'm going to pick up at the privileges. What are privileges? They are benefits that the king lavishes his faithful citizens with. The aspect of the kingdom is very different from other forms of government. In a kingdom, citizenship is always desired by the people, because once you're in the kingdom, the king is personally responsible for you and your needs. In addition, because the king owns everything within its kingdom, he can give to any citizen any or all of his wealth as he desires. What a privilege. What a privilege. So understanding the privileges that you get while you with in a kingdom, you know, obviously we, 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 we didn't live in the kingdom or we'd never lived in the kingdom. Those of us who uh, weren't born in the UK or are the places that, you know, that just got released from, uh, the kingdom, you know, the only, re- only way you can get released from a kingdom is if you were able to show that you're able to, uh, take care of your citizens, right? And at this point, the figurehead of the king, you know, you can be released for your independence. I don't know all the personal details of of all that in that history, of that context, of how that occurs, but um, it's quite different than how we did it here in the U.S. Uh, Not to say that it was bad or good, but, I mean, the truth of the fact is, re uh, the 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 people of the US rebelled against the kingdom and i understand from understanding the history of it you know there's a lot of different things tied into that but you know we won't steer too far off right now so that's uh let's let's wheel this back a little bit the next one is a code of ethics a code of ethics is an acceptable conduct of citizens in a kingdom that represent a kingdom the code includes moral standards social relationships personal conduct attitudes attire a manner of life how how we live you know with each other a coded ethics i don't know if we truly understand that in a democracy yeah If I just look at the world today and and what we're dealing with, I I think uh, a code of ethics is something that we can uh, turn back to, but that's a different conversation. The next one is an army. The army is the kingdom system of securing its territory and protecting its citizens. It's important to understand that kingdom citizens do not fight. But they enjoy protection of the army. I mean, I just throw a little one in. The fight is the Lord's. Right. That scripture nails this one. There's scriptures that we can utilize for all of these. And, and we'll we'll backtrack as uh, the podcast goes on and we'll add scripture uh, to each one of these in context so that you can see how the kingdom is woven from old testament to the new testament it's the overarching theme of the bible well let's continue back with the army the word of host means army all right so it identifies that the angels are the so-called military component of the kingdom of heaven the kingdom concept presents itself and with challenges To our religious thinking. Right of church as an army. You know so. We have to make sure that we. Study the constitution. Which is the bible. And be able to look at that. And show that Jesus established. The church. And identifies an army. Of angels. But he's looking for citizenship. Of people. He's looking for a family of sons and daughters. He's looking for a nation. He's not looking for anyone to to join the army and fight. You know, when I joined the military, my overall duty was to, to protect the citizens of the United States, right? So I knew that my job was to join, to fight. Well, to join the kingdom My job is to be a citizen. That's beautiful. Let's move on. The next one would be a commonwealth. This is an economic system of the wealth which guarantees each citizen equal access to financial security. So in a kingdom, the term commonwealth is used because the king's desire is all that his citizens share and benefits from the wealth of the kingdom. The kingdom's glory is in the prosperity and the health of its citizens. You know, this um, I've had the luxury of, of working with a gentleman and he's from the UK. Right. So not too long ago, I, I asked him a question. I was like, what is it like to live in a kingdom under, underneath a kingdom system? And when he broke that down to me, you know, in the kingdom, you have the king and the queen, which was Queen Elizabeth at the time, I think, when we... Or it's actually King Charles, uh, since Queen Elizabeth has uh, passed away. But he actually just talked about how, you know, the king, and then you have the parliament, the prime minister, who who makes laws, right, for the people. So you still have a system where the people sort of have a voice you know the people can can talk to people in the parliament and the parliament and they can banter back and forth to make laws with the prime minister and then they're able to go back and give that to the king or queen to sign right the difference is the king or queen in charge now doesn't uh have the power to uh discredit the law you know he may disagree or she may disagree with something in it and then they're able to go back to change it no more than three times right so they have three times to make changes and then after that the king or queen must just sign it and put it into law right so they're more of a figurehead now and not of a power of authority, a true in a true monarchy sense. Now, but in a commonwealth, I I know that this gentleman, he, he I'm pretty sure he makes pretty decent salary. You know, he's uh pretty high up in the in the company. Um, but he mentioned to me, I was like, so how does this commonwealth thing work out? And he was like, well, you know, forty seven percent of what I earn goes to the state, I was like, 47%. He's like, yeah, 47% goes to the state, you know, and they're able to do what they need to do. I was like, so do you guys, do you live? Yeah, you know, we live decent, really good, you know. It's it's about, you know, taking care of the, the, the commonwealth of the citizens. And that's how they, they do that. I was like, I was floored, right? I, I can't imagine 47% of my, my earnings in a democracy going, you know, to, to be like a kingdom. But what we're trying to do in a democracy is utilize, you know, some kingdom concepts and trying to blend those into a democracy and You know, I I just think it's very confusing, right? But now I understand why, you know, all the isms, the, the Marxism, the communism, socialism, why all of that has a place underneath a kingdom, but it's not designated or designed the same way as the kingdom of God, how he intended it to be right and when a kingdom was the empire was in control when jesus came that's how the kingdom is intended to be and we'll get into that and you'll get a deeper understanding so let's go ahead and discuss the last uh, concept and that's going to be okay let's talk about the the last point here and that is the social culture This is the environment created by the life and the manners of the king and his citizens. This is the culture aspect that separates and distinguishes the kingdom from all others around it. You know, this culture expresses the nature of the king through the lifestyle of his citizens, how the citizens act and intermingle with each other. Uh, This distinction of kingdom culture is evident in the words of the Lord Jesus uh, when he said back in Matthew, let's take uh, Matthew five twenty-one and 22. It says, you have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder, you're subject to judgment. But I say, if you even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you're in danger of being brought before the court. And if you curse someone, you are in danger of fires of hell. And again, in Matthew twenty, twenty-five and 28 or through 28, it says, but Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of this world lord over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the son of man come not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's culture. We, we were designed to serve each other. Right. We, we all have equal status in the kingdom. We all have our own territory, our own Eden, our spot, and we rule that. We'll definitely get into a uh, a deeper conversation about that. But we we were placed here to to rule, to be dominion, to give in dominion over things of the earth, not each other, right? So. That's one of our our big problems in 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 the world today, is we have humans trying to dominate humans, and the government is trying to do that, you know. So that that's a different, <laughs> that's another different topic as well. But we are to be both political and biblical, right? We represent a government here. So now that we kind of discussed those ten. I just really need you all to go back and and listen to, you know, the last episode and this episode again to understand kingdom, you know, just just have those burned into your your memory bank so that when we go through the Bible, the Holy Spirit will be able to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this, because the Holy Spirit is your helper. He's the governor. He's the he, he's the one that's standing, you know, when you go to petition the king. He's standing, you know, in front of you, petitioning the king. You know, you bow down to the king, and he's talking to the king for your request, right? And the king is standing next to the king the right hand of the king. The visual, I need you to get the visuals of that as well, right? We hear a lot of different word, you know, and and all the word that we hear from the various platforms that you're able to hear the message of, of, of the word, there's only one word based on scripture that the enemy is going to come and take it Immediately if you don't get it. And that's the message of kingdom. Why is that? See, if we're a part of the kingdom of God, we should reflect the kingdom of our king. We we, we should reflect and represent our king. This is our our kingdom citizenship. So what I like to do is I I wanna incorporate some word because next week we're gonna start at the very beginning. You know, I had, I have two years of, of uh, episodes planned out already. Um. But God placed me on a detour <laughs> for a little bit, and He really wanted me to start with definitions. I didn't understand why at first, but I I, I understand now but he wanted me to start out with definitions and start at the beginning to lay some things out. But what we're going to do now is just, let's go to Matthew 13. And this is a parable about the sore. But there's one particular verse that has significant importance here. And the reason why we're going to read this is because I keep stressing how important it is to to grab this kingdom concept and store it in your heart. Place this seed in your heart and let, let the Holy Spirit water it. It's going to change your life. And when I read this verse, it's going to sound so much different now that you have a kingdom mindset background and definitions if you've been listening, right? So let's just, let's start. And it's just gonna be kind of a a lengthy read, but we're gonna stop it probably around verse 20, all right? But I'll let you know what verse is actually important because I don't wanna tell you ahead of time so you'll be looking before me. So it says, on the same day Jesus went out, of the house and sat by the sea, and a great multitude were gathered together to him. So he got to the boat and sat, and a whole multitude stood at the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places, where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up and they were scorched and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came to him and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered them and said, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it has not been given. For whoever has to him more will be given and he will be he will have abundance. But whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says hearing you will hear and you shall not understand and seeing you will see and not perceive for the hearts of these people have grown dull. Their ears are hard and hearing and hearing. Their eyes, they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, And did not see it. And to hear what you hear. And did not hear it. Therefore. The parable of the sower. Here's the. Here's the main verse. That I want you to listen to. And really listen. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom. And does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. Let's read verse 19 one more time. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatch it away. That's how important understanding kingdom is. And you wonder how does this jump out all of a sudden if you hadn't noticed it before? It's because we don't spend time talking about the kingdom. We, we, we sit around and we talk about all the other things that, you know, our, our earthly sis you know, our, our five senses gravitate to, right? Which is the wealth, the health, you know, what we're gonna wear, eat, how we dress, how we drink—you know—it's, it's, it's all in the Bible. I get it, but that was what I was kept. I kept searching for right. I kept searching for more. I was like, man, I. I know God is God, but. He's not always concerned about money, and there was a time where I was just chasing the next promotion because I knew it was supposed to be there for me right I'm looking for you know to make the next get that next promotion get that next top dollar right that way I can give more but I was I was doing that I was chasing it by faith you know so I, there's there's nothing wrong with it but I kept searching, right? And then those seven years that I've been here and learning how to study the word and 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 gravitate to it and then, you know, I had a, a brother call me up and 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 turn me on to this kingdom mindset. And it floored me. It just brought everything that I've learned the past seven years to life in one moment. This is why this podcast is here. It's not to discredit anything that you've learned in the past. It's not to discredit any teacher, former teacher. I'm here on assignment from God. My assignment is to help spread the good news. The good news is the kingdom. And everything Jesus did was to reestablish and reconcile us back unto the kingdom. There's a process that he had to go through. And there's a process that we have to go through. This is doctrine. This is truth. This is a Berean going through scripture Searching, going through the Internet, searching. You know, when I type in how was the Roman Empire first, when was the first Roman Empire put in place, right, during the time of Jesus. That's the kind of research that I've done. And when I start doing that, it brings everything alive. You know, they say the word is alive, and it is. It's not alive based on our situations. Do we go to it when we have a situation? Of course. Go to the word for a situation. But really, what we should be doing is going to the king and saying, king, your citizens are are struggling here. This is a you know this is a a knock on you if if you want to use that word but it's it's more you know this is this is the kingdom this is your kingdom and you know this is a representation of you and as long as you are a citizen living out those 10 items under kingdom rule God's going to take care of you. And we're going to get into that. You know, because in Matthew 4:17 that's when this message of kingdom began. This is when Jesus first spoke and said to repent. The kingdom of God is 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 near. That was his first words in ministry. So kingdom is important. You know, I did a, a word search for kingdom and it's it's utilized three hundred and sixteen times from Genesis to Revelation. So it's woven all throughout the scriptures. Jesus is woven through all uh, uh, throughout the scriptures. Right. Those two are hand in hand. Well, we've come to the end of this episode. But I don't want to leave without making a call. So if you have ears to hear the call of God at this moment, and he has asked you to willingly submit to him and become a part of the kingdom, repeat this after me. Say, I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, and thou shall be saved. That's Romans 10 and 9. If you said that with a deep personal conviction, without reservation, that Jesus owns you and everything that you have, that he is the master and sovereign ruler in your life. This phrase includes repenting from sin, trusting in Jesus for salvation and submitting to him as your Lord. This is the volitional element of faith. And if you said that confession, please uh, let me know about that in the comments or just send me an email. I'd like to celebrate with you and congratulate you on joining the kingdom. The kingdom in which our king will take wonderful, wonderful care of you. Until next week, Kingdom Citizens, may the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you all. Good night.